0: Welcome
1: to Working for Women, the Independent Women's Forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better.
0: Hello, this is Carrie Lucas, Managing Director of the Independent Women's Forum, and welcome to this Working for Women podcast. I'm delighted to be here with IWF Senior Fellow Patrice Anwuka, and we are going to be talking about an issue that's probably new to most of our listeners. It's about the Copyright Office and proposals to modernize the law that has created um, this important government agency. Patrice, you know, I'm going to start to start out with a real broad question. You know, why are we even talking about this issue? Can you tell us a bit about copywriting, the process and why it's important? Absolutely, Carrie. So um, for our audience, you may not have you may not have
1: realized just how much copyrights touch your life every single day. Whether it's listening to, to Taylor Swift on the radio, um, visiting a Hamilton play, you know, um, even your favorite author that you're reading at the airport while you're waiting for your flight. All of these types of work are protected by copyrights. And copyrights really are just a legal protection that the government gives to an individual who's come up with a piece of work. Um, everything from literature to drama, you know, music and songs, the arts. And, and it's really important because your your what you've created, your creation is your property, and we call that intellectual property because it, it kind of came from your mind, from your from from your unique uh, artistic ability. And so, uh, for you know, for quite some time now, we've the United States we've protected uh, an individual's property. Uh, and we've granted the, the, the federal government has actually granted granted individuals to come up with songs or come up with um, with books and 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 titles of of pieces of work uh, that kind of copyright protection, which means someone can come along and literally copy everything you've done, slap their name on it, and present it as their own. Uh, I believe that if you, if you uh, submit a, a request for a copyright protection, you get it for the entire course of your life, plus another 70 years on top of that. Uh, and so after that time expires, then I think you can, uh, someone else can come along and maybe use your song or use some of your work. But by that point, you know, it's already been connected to you. So copyrights affect every single person, and, and especially women who are out there who are artists who are, um, you know, creating music, creating plays, creating writing work, you know, at the Independent Women's, For- Women's Forum, we do a lot of writing and, and produce a lot of
0: materials that, you know, we're, we're proud to put our name on and know that it's protected from being used. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. You know, I I think that it's it is kind of an important concept. This idea that we all know that um, that people need to have their property rights or be secure in property rights when it comes to things like our homes and kind of our belongings, and then for businesses with their their factories. Um, but it does make sense. It's interesting to think about kind of how that's evolved over time. I'm sure when the, when the framers of the Constitution were putting this um, down as a part of the proper Constitution and part of the ideas that, of what the um, uh, government would be formed to protect, um, they weren't anticipating things like the Internet, uh, which has given, made it so much more important because it's become so much easier for people um, to steal other people's work and kind of pass it off on their own. So I bet that these copyright productions are even more important today than, than they were um, years ago.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I can remember Napster. I don't know if you do, Carrie, but it was a way for people to um, share music for free. And while as a consumer, you're thinking, oh, I'm getting my favorite songs at a, you know, pretty, at a (laughs) <laughs> free. Uh, that means that somebody who's created it, they're not getting paid for that. So, it's, but at the same time, we're in a in a world where information flows so freely, and that's also a good thing. So, what is the right balance? And, and you know, we're talking about legal protections here, and upholding the law is is important. We can't lose sight of that.
0: Absolutely. So, okay. So I understand that this is, it's kind of interesting to think about government's role in, um, in protecting, uh, intellectual property rights and, um, and protecting a group having a process for providing copyrights. So what's going on now? Is this, um, is there, uh, there's been a push. I understand there's been a push to, um, kind of, uh, update the, the copyright office. Can you tell us a little bit about how this works and what's the, what's the issue that's facing Congress today? Yeah, absolutely. So the Copyright Office was
1: created in about 1978. It was actually added, as came under the Library of Congress, because it kind of made sense that if you're submitting a, um, in something to be copyrighted, that the government is able to hold a copy of that, of the material itself, and the Library of Congress at the time was really trying to be built up as the house of, as a, kind of the, the library for every piece of work that it, that's created in the United States, um, but that was over 100 years ago, and and unfortunately what we're seeing today now is that you've got the Library of Congress, and then you've got the Copyright Office. And they, they are, not, are not necessarily always on the same page about priorities and what's important. And unfortunately, the, the copyright office is kind of languished. It's kind of fallen behind, especially fallen behind the times when it comes to technology. Um So, you know, um, it it shouldn't be the case that if you want to see if if something is copyrighted, that you have to slug your way to Washington, D.C. and kind of go through stacks of information to try to find that information. Right now, whenever you're looking for something, very often we just go online, we Google, we we look, we type in the, the, the keyword that we're looking for, and we can find out whether something is available. That, should, that kind of modernization, that the ability to search a database, should be made available. And the, the Copyright Office wants to have that available, but they just don't have the money, nor do they have the, the leadership coming from the Library of Congress to be able to do that. So, you know, you've got some tension between um, those who are running things at the Library of Congress and the Office of, and, and the Copyright Office. Um, there's been, a re- as you mentioned, there's been a recent push to set the the, the copyright office free, so to speak, make it an autonomous uh, agency. You know, that's in charge of deciding what it, you know, not only what its what its mission is, but how is it achieving its mission. You know, control over its own budget and control over the priorities that are going to help it to, to do what it needs to do, which is to be the office that you know collects, stores, um, and grants. Artists and and authors and all those people who are coming up with their intellectual property, making sure that that information is stored safe and secure and available to those who want to see, who want to access it.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting, Patrice. I think you and I probably almost every other time we've done one of these podcasts or most of the conversations we've had and the writing we do is about what government you know, shouldn't be doing or how government um, is often kind of getting off mission and doing things that is outside of its scope, like monitoring school lunches and kind of micromanaging the kind of the minutiae of American life. But it's interesting when I hear about this issue, I think, gosh, you know, this is something that is really important that government is the that um, is this is one of their big jobs to protect um, to protect people's uh, property. And um, when it comes to something like intellectual property, you can't just depend on uh, local police and fire departments and whatever <laughs> to do it like you would your house. Um, this is really yeah. supposed to be one of the core missions of the federal government. So it's time to prioritize that and really move it into the 21st century. You know, It is frustrating when you think of how many advancements we've had um, in every other aspect of life. Um, you don't want something this important. Because I imagine that this that, um, when you're talking about all these um, you know, it's almost sometimes I think that when you talk about intellectual property and you talk about movies and um, and uh, and songs, um, that some people can say, yeah, you know, this is this isn't real central. But this is actually not only is it important, kind of from a cultural and creative um, standpoint, this is big business, isn't it? It
1: absolutely is. I mean, we're talking about the size of the of the an industry that's. Something like they generate something like 1.1.4 trillion dollars, and and we're talking about artists, we're talking about singers, we're talking about musicians, music, filmmakers. All of these people are contributing to our U.S. economy and creating jobs. You know, creating the 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 things that we like to read and watch and see and listen to. You know, and we're talking about about seven percent of the U.S. economy. So this is significant. Um, and, and as, you know, a women's group, you know, we're also interested in the impact uh, that it has on women entrepreneurs and small business owners. And when we look at some Bureau of Labor Statistics information, uh, it, it seems like women are a big driver in the kind of the creative force uh, of our economy. Uh, 50% women comprise 50% of the photographers in this country. Uh, And that's up from 20% in 1983. I I was born in 1982. So imagine over my lifetime, I have seen, you know, the the number of women who are just photographers grow by 30%. So women and and I, and we talk a lot about technology and innovation carry all the time and the jobs of the future, the ones that are going to um, that, that are going to be around when automation replaces some of those other jobs. They're the ones that re- require creativity. They're the ones that are authors and writers, the jobs that are you know, music producers and singers. Um, you know, these are the jobs that are going to need the protections of intellectual property. So circling back, I mean, it's really important that, you know, uh, such a huge part of our economy, um, job creators and job creation and, 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 and opportunities for entrepreneurship, particularly for women, that we ensure the government who, agency that's responsible for this is running efficiently, effective and nimble. And, and right now that's not necessarily happening.
0: Yeah. Well, Patricia, this has been such a really educational conversation. I mean, I've really learned a lot because I, you know, I don't think this is something that people pay much attention to, but it's really important for us too. So thank you so much for taking the time to discuss this with me. And to all of our listeners, thank you for your time. And for more information on issues like this, please be sure to visit iwf.org where all issues are women's issues.
1: If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.